Amen. Good morning, good morning. I'm so excited today that uh, we're starting a new series, number one, but even more than that, um, I have some special people that are visiting us um, for the first time, uh, my family. Um, I, I think it's my, my Aunt Diane and my Aunt Carolyn have been in the House of Independence before, right? These are Pastor Dewey's sisters that are with us. We have royalty with us this morning. And my cousin Jeannie, and uh, I got Ellie, and my cousin Christy, and Gabby, and they came all the way from, from Delaware. But, <laughs> and Virginia. Oh, we have a Virginia person here. Um, and so we're so thankful you're here. You picked a good Sunday to come. How many of you guys enjoyed the relationship series? Wasn't that just awesome? So many great testimonies. All of the sermons are, are on, the, uh, on the app now. Feel free to, to share those with your friends. That's what they're there for, not just for us, but for us to bless others with them. Uh, and this morning, uh, like I said, we're starting a new series on the... Uh, the we want to know who Jesus is, right? He's who we follow. And a lot of us, we hear, have heard different things from our grandmother, from other people about Jesus. But if I want to know who somebody is, and if I want to be in a relationship with that person... I want to know their personality. I want to know their character. And what God did, God sent his son, Jesus, what I like to use as the analogy, a.k.a. Jesus is God with skin on. And Jesus said seven times what and who he is. He said, I am the bread of life. He said, I am the door. He said, I am the good shepherd. He said, I am the vine. He said, I am the light of the world. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And then on Easter, we're going to get to, I am the resurrection and the life. So this series is going to lead us right up to Easter Sunday. I'm pumped about it. Are you pumped about it? Somebody out there. And, and we're going to get to know who our Savior is. And we're going to start in John chapter 6. Verse 25, Jesus just did um, this incredible miracle where with five loaves and two fish, he fed 5,000 people. And all these people are experiencing Jesus for the first time and, and his ministry and his miracles. And, and a lot of people, they've been looking for a Messiah. They've been looking for a Savior. And, and when Jesus turned the, 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 the five loaves and the two fish into something that could feed 5,000 people, it, it sparked an interest. And, and suddenly, uh, all these 5,000 people want to know where Jesus is going next. And Jesus goes over the Sea of Galilee, and, and they're all trying to follow him and hunt him down because they want more bread. I want to see you do that magic trick again. I want more of that bread. That bread was amazing. Anybody ever had good bread before? Anyone ever go to a restaurant just for the bread? <laughs> we got to pray for those people. I'm, I'm one of them going to the restaurant just for the bread, and then you leave. <laughs> All right, verse 25, it says, when they found him, Jesus, on the other side of the lake, they said, Rabbi, when did you get here? And Jesus said, very truly, I tell you that you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and you had your fill. They got filled up and now they're empty. They want some more. Say, I want some more. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which is from the Son of Man, and he will give it to you. For on him, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. And then they said to Jesus, what must we do in order to receive this? Verse 29, Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one who he has sent. That's it. It's that simple. It's not complicated, folks. 
We overcomplicate it so much. It's that simple. And verse 30, they wanted to, they had other questions and they asked him, what sign will you give us that we may see and believe in you? What will you do? Our ancestors, they ate manna in heaven in the wilderness as it was written that they got, they received bread from heaven to eat. Moses was in the wilderness and manna from heaven came down. So what are you going to do for us, Jesus? And he said to him, very truly, I tell you, it is not Moses who gives you the bread from heaven. It wasn't Moses who did it, but it was my father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. That word life is Zoe, the real life, the God life. Then they said, sir, always give us this bread. And then Jesus said, here I am. I am the bread of life. And whoever comes to me will not go hungry, and whoever believes in me will not be thirsty. So the title of this morning's sermon, are you ready? I love this title. Took me a while to figure it out, but I'm proud of it. He's a bread owls. <laughs> say, say, wait, he's a bread? Oh, no, no. Say, he's a bread? And then you got to say it like this, Owls. He's mighty, mighty. He's throwing all bread out. He's, all right, that's, that's enough. That's enough. I got a little soul. I got a little, little bit. There's some in there. Uh, I, all right, all right, all right. Let's, let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you are the bread of life. That we came this morning to Bethlehem the house of bread, Father. And you are going to feed us and you are going to fill us in a way that no other man, no other woman, no other pleasure, nothing this world can offer can ever do for us because you are the bread of life. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Who, where are my bread lovers out there? I love bread. I'm not ashamed to say it. Uh, I'm, I'm pr very, very proud. The last five months, I have, and I'm very transparent with you guys, as you know, I, I have, I, I thought that I would never get back in a gym. I thought that those days were over. Once I started having kids, there's a lot of things in your life that stopped for me. Working out was one of them. And so I thought I was at a point of no return, and I'm so proud of myself for the last five months. I have kicked back butt in the gym. I have eaten healthier, cut out soda, cut out sweets, and, and I'm feeling good. And, 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 but I hit a wall. Anyone ever hit a wall before in your workouts? I hit a wall. And, and I, I, someone told me it's called the, the four-pack wall. And so I, I talked to somebody about it. I, I said, what's, what's going on? What do I need to do? I'm doing everything. I'm working my butt off. I'm, I'm training hard. I'm running miles. Got the half marathon coming up. You know, what's going on? And, and the person, I said, it's right here. It's right here. Can't get rid of this. Anybody feel me this morning? You just, it's just, and this is what they said to me. They said, you eat too much bread. And, and even last night, this is like the, the, the fly in the ointment. Uh, I'm sitting there brushing my teeth with Judah. Got my son Judah there. And uh, 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 Judah, Judah looks at me and says, Daddy, you have a four-pack and I have a six-pack. <laughs> and I kid you not, I said to him, why, why, why do I have a four-pack? He goes, you like bread too much, Daddy. Said that right to me in the bathroom. Couldn't believe it. But you know what? Some things, you know, aren't, aren't worth it. <laughs> and so I love my bread. I love my bread and butter. I love my bagels. 
I love my subs. Do I hear an amen? And, and a lot of us, we go into a restaurant, and they give us bread, and they ask us, do you even want the bread sometimes, right? And, and then we always take it. And, but it's almost like a side dish, isn't it? A lot of times, you don't even have to pay for it. You know, they just put it right on the table. Do you want some bread? It's like, it's like so tempting. And then you fill up on all the bread, which can be a blessing and a curse because then you don't have to spend so much on the meal. But, but you fill up on all the bread and then, and then all of a sudden uh, the meal comes and, and you're already full and you're already cheated on your diet and you're already stressed out because now you're at a point of no return. If I already screwed that one up, I may as well just screw it all up. And then you're ordering cheesecake, key lime pie by the end of it. And it's all over. Do I hear? I mean, is that, is that you? It's, it's almost like the bread, the first thing is like a side dish. Uh, but in Jesus' day, bread was not a side dish. Bread was like the main course. Bread was like the center of every meal. When you went out like for the last supper, they didn't have meat. They didn't have seven fishes. For the last supper, they had bread and wine. That was it. Because in Jesus' day, bread was the center of everything. And, and I feel like the, the first thing that I want to say before we get this party started and get into the meat and potatoes of this sermon is, is that we need to bring the bread back in our life. We need to not allow it to be a side dish anymore. I'm talking about your spirit, man. I'm talking about who you are on the inside. It's, it's not a side dish, Jesus said. I am the bread of life. If you want to have Zoe life, which is the God life, the life that Christ wants to put inside of you, and you know what? The, the two greatest days of our lives are, number one, the day that we were born, and number two, the day that we realize why we were born. And we could only find that through the bread of life. I, I think it was, it was Braveheart who said, every man dies, but not every man truly lives. And Jesus wants us to truly live, and he says, I am the bread of of life. And, and this bread can fill you up. This bread uh, uh, can, can leave you with, with a full stomach like nothing else can. And these Jewish people that Jesus is talking to in this story, they remember the stories of their forefathers. They remember what, how God met their needs in the wilderness. Did you catch that? Our, our ancestors received bread from heaven, manna from heaven. And they wanted to see, Jesus, what can you do for us? Uh, because we all have needs. Do you have needs? I have needs. These Jewish people Jesus is talking to, they have needs. We all have different needs in our life. I, I feel like we're never going to get to a place where the needs just go away in our life. You know, I don't care how many times you go to church, I, I feel like if God removed all the needs from our life, the next thing we would do was remove God from our life. So we need to not always say, God, take away my needs, but just, God, I want you to supply for them. I want you to just, just turn to the, the person next to you and say, I have needs. And then turn to the person on the other side of you and say, and you can't meet them. Did it just get real awkward in here, like real, real fast? <laughs> it, but <laughs> you can't meet my needs, but I still have needs. They said, we want more of this bread. And they were so obsessed with the how, and they were so obsessed with the what, 
but they weren't quite as obsessed with the who. I am the bread of life. We were talking about this uh, at our staff meeting uh, because there's all kinds of bread. Like, what kind of bread was it? That's what we wanted to know. We were talking about in staff meeting. What kind of bread was it? Was it, was it potato bread? Was it potato bread? Anybody like potato bread? I, I, don't, I don't know. It, was it diamonds? Like, it's, it was Ezekiel bread. That's what Jesus gave. Ezekiel bread. The, the seven grain bread. Or maybe it was pita bread with a little hummus. Like, that's what the bread of life is. It's pita bread. Do I hear an amen for pita bread? Uh, any, it's wonder bread. It's all about the wonder bread, baby. This is the, the southern Delaware, Seaford, Delaware prime bread right here. Wonder bread. Oyster sandwich, Aunt Diane. That's right. Pop Pop, he only eats wonder bread. I don't think he th believes there's any kind of other bread in the whole world. Uh, and so uh, that's wonder bread. Maybe rye bread. There's all kinds of bread. Oh, cinnamon swirl bread. Who likes cinnamon swirl bread? Who wants a little cinnamon swirl bread with some butter on it? That's what's up, Julie, in the front row. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, pumpernickel. It's just... It's kind of cool to say, so I, 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 all right, you know, and then what's this last one? We just got the, the straight wheat bread. What kind of bread was it? That's what I want to know. But, but this is what I believe Jesus was trying to say to all of the, the, these people that were saying, we've got more of that bread. I want that bread. I want that wonder bread. I want to see you do wonders in my life. I want the wonder bread. I want the pumpernickel bread. And Jesus is saying, I want you to be more obsessed with me than the bread. Because this is who I am. Because we have needs. I know that, that Jesus said in this passage, if you eat of this bread, you'll never thirst again or you'll never get hungry again. But yet, I, I believe that, that what Jesus was referring to is, is another type of hunger, another type of thirst. Because when Jesus was on the cross, you know what he said? I thirst. Because we're all going to get thirsty. We're all going to get hungry. We're all going to feel a need inside of ourselves that we are going to look to other people to try and fill. But Jesus says, I am the bread of life, not the bread. And what the bread of life is, is I'm going to invite the baker and the brewer into my life that is going to supply for all of my needs according to his riches and glory, Paul said. But he's not always going to do it the same way. Sometimes God will supply wonder bread in my life. Sometimes he'll supply rye bread. Sometimes he'll supply a little cinnamon swirl bread in my life. My God shall supply all my needs, but he does it in different ways. Do I hear an amen? That's how God operates. I want to say, number one, the bread of life is not about a how, but about a who. God is not going to take you to a place where you don't have needs in your life. But he's going to take you to a place where you have the baker and the brewer with you wherever you go so that when you do get hungry and you do get thirsty and you do feel that need in your life, that, that void that is in your heart, in your soul rising up, that you know where to turn because we have a Savior who says, I am the bread of life. I am the baker and you need me to bake something for you. You need me to fill you with something. I'm there. That is who he is. The Bible said he is a friend that closer than a brother. My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. And a lot of times we don't know the how, but we know the who. And it, can anyone relate to that? You're looking at a challenge in your life and you have no idea how that need is going to get met. You have no idea what is going to happen in your life. It reminds me of this story in the book of Genesis. Am I boring you this morning? Say preach on pastor. 
And there was this guy, his name was Abraham, and he had a son named Isaac, Genesis chapter 22. You can read it when you get home. And they had no idea how God was going to supply their need because God had asked Abraham to do an impossible task, asked Abraham to sacrifice his only son, Isaac. Crazy. I don't understand why that happened in the Bible. And I believe in your life, there's a lot of things that you have a question mark about how God could ever allow this. How could I ever go through this? And that is where Abraham was in this moment, walking up the mountain and his son turns to him and says, Daddy, we have the fire, we have the wood, but where is the lamb? And this is what Abraham said. He said, my God shall supply. I don't know how, but I know who. My God shall supply. The first time we ever hear about Jehovah Jireh. And then they get up in the mountain, and six verses later, all of a sudden, they see a ram caught in the thicket. And then Abraham says, that's the supply. I didn't know how, but I know who, Jehovah Jireh. He is my provider. And a lot of you, you're in a season right now where you don't know how, but do you know who? He's Jehovah Jireh. He's the baker, he's the brewer, and he's with you wherever you go. And these Jewish people, they were reminded of something. They were reminded of this moment in the wilderness where they went from slavery and they were rescued and then they were out in the wilderness. Remember the sermon, The Roundabout Way? We talked about this. And so they're with Jesus and they remembered when Jesus turned the, 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 the loaves and fishes and fed the 5,000, they remembered this miracle that God did in, in the wilderness. Because there was a season when the Israelites were in bondage for 400 years in Egypt. And then all of a sudden, they were rescued out of bondage. But what, what's amazing is God still provided for them even when they're in bondage. But he provided for them a certain way. And then they came out of bondage into the wilderness. And in Exodus chapter 16, verse 2, it said, now that they were out and free people, because freedom is an acquired taste. Not everybody likes that taste. And, and so they're, they're, out, they're out free. And the Israelites said to him, if we only had died in the Lord's hand in Egypt, we sat around pots of meat. We had all this meat that we were able to eat. And now that we're free, you brought us out here in the wilderness. They were focused on the how. They weren't for, focused on the who. Because God's provision is seasonal. And he provided for them a certain way in Egypt. And now that they're no longer in that season anymore, they still have Jehovah Jireh. And now they're in the wilderness and suddenly God says, I'm going to send manna from heaven. Do you know what manna is? Anybody know what it is? What? No, what is it? What is it? What is it? No, that's what it is. It's called manna. It means what is it? Manna means... I tricked you. I tricked you. <laughs> what is it? God, I remember when, when uh, Dime and I first met. You know, a lot of times God, God's provision, we look at it and say, what is it? You know, I, the first time I met Diamond, I, I, I had like kind of a weird style like back then. And, and I could have met like Diamond looked at me and said, what is it? And look at your husband and say, what is it? Took me a while, but I finally showed her what it is. <laughs> 
<laughs> right, baby? <That's laughs> they move on, Pastor. <laughs> God's provision is seasonal. He provides for us in different seasons. Um, one, of, one of my favorite restaurants to go to is right next door. It's uh, uh, Tallulah's. Anyone ever been to Tallulah's before? Love Tallulah's. A lot of people came to the, our church because they went to Tallulah's and saw the sign. And I go to Tallulah's often. Uh, they have great bread and butter at Tallulah's. Just a shout out to them. They're getting a big plug. I should actually get compensated for this sermon from Tallulah's, I feel like. Uh, but I, I go to Tallulah's, and uh, one of my favorite things on the menu, I love it so much. It is amazing. If you have ever gone to Tallulah's with me, uh, I will order this 100% of the time, all the time. And it is the kale salad with the sweet potatoes, uh, and, and uh, what else is in it? Like the olive oil dressing, pumpkin seeds. I, I know it sounds disgusting, but it's amazing. Let me just, just, just take my, my word for it. It's amazing. And, and I went in there, um, I think it was with, with Rob Serby. I was going in there with Rob Serby, and, and I go in there, and, and a lot of them, they, I think they, they, they know me for the most part. Um, I tell them who I am. I go in there very often, and uh, I'm, I'm looking at the menu, and, and uh, they, they say, are you ready to order? And I'm like, I, I don't even need more time. I know what I want. I want, what do I want? I want the kale salad with, with, the, with the squash and the, and the pumpkin seeds and, and the delicious dressing, and I want some chicken on the side, and, and, and it's good. And, and then they looked at me. And uh, they looked at the menu, and they, they told me to look at the menu, and they said, well, that, that item's not on our menu any longer. And then I got up, and I walked out, and I was angry. No, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I, and I, I said, why? Why would you do that to me? Do you hate me? Are you offended by my sermons? Why would you do that to me? And they said, no, no, of course not. They said, it's a seasonal item. We only have it on the menu for a season. But now we have a new season, and we have the Thai crunchy salad on the menu. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go out on the wild side, and I'm going to order the Thai crunchy salad. And I ordered the Thai crunchy salad, and let me tell you, it was F-A-B-O fabulous. <laughs> and, and I ate it, and I went back multiple times and ordered the Thai crunchy salad because I realized that, it, that the things on the menu will change. But you know what never changes? What's on top of the menu? Tallulah's. And I said that to say this, that the ways that God provides for you in certain seasons may change. Yeah, you don't know the how. You don't know the what. But the top of the menu will always say Jehovah Jireh. When he is your provider, he says, I am the bread of life, and I'm going to provide for you in this season, but it's just not going to be the way that you expected it to be. And that's my God. So it doesn't matter in my life, whether I'm in Canaan or I'm in Egypt, doesn't matter who the president is, doesn't matter who fires me or who hires me. The thing that matters is who is on top of my menu. And if I have Jehovah Jireh as my provider, he'll use anybody. He'll use in the Bible. He uses used a, a raven to feed Elisha in the middle of a drought. He used Rahab to be able to protect the Israelites. Rahab was a prostitute, by the way, to be able to save God's people. He used a little boy with five loaves and two fish. He will use anybody, any way, in order to provide for you. But our problem is we only like God to provide for us a certain way because we're used to it. And a lot of you, you have been feeding off of manna for years. And they fed off of manna for 40 years. And then all of a sudden, 
Joshua chapter 5, verse something. There it is, 11. I knew that. They are on the cusp of walking into their destiny. They are on the cusp of finally walking into the land that they have been searching for for 40 years. And on that first day, guess what happened? The manna stopped. You think they're freaking out a little bit? They had this same stream of provision for 40 years. Some of you, you're not even 40 years old yet. I'm not even 40 years old. I'm 34, baby. <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden, I mean, imagine that. Imagine that pink slip. I mean, you walk out, oh, it's time to eat today. Where's my food? I mean, because God would just drop it off right in the mailbox. Every morning, boom, there it is. Get the manna, cook it up, get your grilled manna, get your fried manna, get your manna shish kebabs, get your manna pie, whatever manna you want, God's got it every day. And now you walk out and all of a sudden, no manna. If I was them, I'm panicked. Because I have no idea how I'm going to provide for my family now. Anybody ever been there before? And all of a sudden, you, you are so obsessed with the how that you forgot the who. But it's a new season. Say it's a new season. But we still have the same God. It's a new season and there's going to be a new supply for your new season. And it's not going to come to you the way that you're used to. I remember it in my life, you know, there, there was a season where I was an extremely needy person. There was a season where the only way I could eat, the only way I could be able to, to do things with my wife was, was based off of other people kind of blessing me. I, I remember, uh, I think we had just had Judah, and it was 2011, or maybe it was right before Judah came. Diamond was like nine months pregnant. We went to California. Genius idea. And so we're, we're on our way to California, and we have no money. But we have plane tickets. Stand by. <laughs> Her friend worked for the airline. She's like, I could get you standby tickets for 90 bucks. We got laid over in Phoenix for five days. Don't ever do that. That was a, I mean, I won't even go. That's a whole nother sermon. All right. That's, that's I am the good shepherd. We'll save that one for that, that sermon. Uh, you know, so, so we, we got no money, and then all of a sudden, we get a phone call uh, from this woman in the church, Jane DiDonato. Not sure if she's here. And Jane DiDonato, I called her, babe. I told Diamond's freaking out. I, I, talk, I handled it, honey. Trust me. You've been down this road before. And, and so Jane meets us and says, I want to take you out to lunch. We go out to lunch day before we leave. Gives us an envelope with $400 cash in it said, I just felt led. I wanted to bless you. We, 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 were, we were making next to nothing. But yet we would go out to eat and we would never pay. <laughs> People, I mean, just randomly. Paul put it like this. I love it. He said, I, I learned the secret to being content. Anyone want to know the secret to being content? In every season. He says, I know what it's like to be hungry. I know what it's like to be well-fed. I know what it's like to live in the penthouse. And I know what it's like to be prison. I know what it's like. And this is the secret. My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. When you put your faith in a system, you will always be frustrated. And I've learned to put my faith in Jehovah Jireh. 
And some of you, you came in here this morning and the manna has stopped in your life this past week, this past month. You were so used to all your needs being met a certain way, from a certain job, from a certain person. And that has stopped. And I want to say, number one, don't get mad at the person. Don't blame the person. So some of you, even though it, it, maybe it was a bad ending, part of you needs to be thankful that God used that person, that job, that place to provide for you for a certain season. Don't get mad at them. Just keep your eyes up and say, God, where's the next one coming from? Because you're Jehovah Jireh and you're panicked and you're, and you're scared. And the reason that you are feeling that way is because all your faith is in the how. But if you could switch your faith to the who, then suddenly you could walk into your promised land. There's so much more potential in Canaan. There's so much more that God has for you in Canaan. But it's going to come to you a different way. You ready for point three? I'm, I'm almost finished. Worship team, you guys can come up. The bread of life is more about the who than the how. And, 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 and the who is in some seasons going to give me potato bread, cinnamon swirl, pita bread, rye bread. He's always going to provide, but it's seasonal. Say it's seasonal. That's right. And then the, the second point is the bread of life is seasonal. And then the, the third thing I want to leave you with this morning, and I feel like this is the best takeaway, is the bread of life is a daily meal. Daily. When the Israelites were, were in the wilderness, God said, I'm going to rain down manna from heaven, and I want you to go out every day and collect enough just for that day. And some people, they tried to collect more, and they would collect a bunch, and they would try and store it in their tent. And guess what happened in the morning? They would go to eat, eat that, that old manna and it was, it was rotten. It had worms in it. Because you need to learn every day how to get fresh bread. And some of you, you're living off of yesterday's bread. You're living off of yesterday's word from Pastor Isaac. You're, you're living off of uh, something you do once a week on a Sunday morning. And I'm telling you, it is not enough. Jesus put it like this. He said, when you pray, pray like this. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us today our give us today our daily daily bread. Every day you need to open up God's word. You need to be able to get on your knees and say, God, I need you to be Jehovah Jireh today. I don't know how I'm going to be provided for, but I know who. God, you just be who you say you are. I'm going to work the ground. I'm going to do the best that I can. I'm going to put my resumes out there. I'm going to do my due diligence. I'm going to work as hard as I can at this job that I have right now, even though I feel like maybe at the end of the month it's not going to add up. I don't know how, but I know who. And I know that you are my provider, God. Open up a door for me. Get out there and till the land and God will provide. Because if manna has stopped, don't keep going out looking for manna. Say, all right, God, that stopped. Where's the next door? And you're, you're so worried looking for the one that's closed that you, you don't see the one that's in front of you.
He's Jehovah Jireh. Amen. Amen. If you're able to, just stand to your feet right now. Who could say that this word was for me, Pastor? That you needed this. I don't know if this word was for everybody, but I feel like this, the, the, the kind of where this sermon is landing is for some people that are seeing some manna begin to dry up in their life. And the word that I want you to leave with is I don't know how, but I know who. I don't know how, but I know somebody. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. And daily, before you go out there looking for for meat and looking for manna and looking for the next source that God is going to provide for you, you get on your knees every single day and say, God, give me today my daily bread. And he will give you the eyes that will be able to see what you can on your own. Let's just bow our heads right now. Father, we thank you for this word, Lord God. We thank you that you are the bread of life, Lord God. I thank you that you are going to provide for our needs in this season, Lord God. I pray, Father, that we will stop trying to live off of yesterday's anointing, a yesterday word, but we will get new bread, fresh bread every single day. The Bible says that your mercies are new every morning. You have a new word for us every single day, Lord God. And I pray, Father, that we will live in that moment, Lord God. We won't look back in regret any longer. We won't look towards our future with anxiety and worry, but we will focus on the present with excitement and enthusiasm because we have Jehovah Jireh at the helm of our life, Lord God, that you are who you say you are. I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the door that no man can shut. I am the vine. And some of you, you may have been cut back in this season, but you have never been cut off from the true vine. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And he says, I am the resurrection. God, I pray for every thirsty, hungry soul this morning that you will flood their hearts with provision, Father. You will heal their souls from blaming the people that used to provide for them and forgive them and say, God, thank you for using them for that certain season, that job for that season. I forgive them. Maybe they hurt me. Maybe they let me down. Maybe they betrayed me. But God, I can't focus on that any longer. I got to focus on what you're going to do for me in this new season. Let's just worship God right now, Nicole, as we, we sing that song right now. The rocks cry out, worship, so, so will I. Will I. God's speaking to you this morning. If the mountains bow in reverence, so will I. If the oceans roar your greatness, so will I. For if everything exists to lift you high, so will I. If the wind goes where you send it, so will I. If the rocks cry out in silence, so will I. If the sum of all our praises still falls shy, we'll sing again a hundred billion times. 
You chased down my heart through all of my failure and pride. On a hill you created. On a hill you created. Light of the world, abandoned in darkness to die. As you speak. And as you speak. Yeah. A hundred billion failures disappear. Where you lost your life so I could find it here. If you left the grave behind you, so will I. I can see your heart in every Like you would again a hundred billion times. Yes. For what magic could amount to your desire? Praise you, Father. Thank you. You're the one who never leaves the one behind. They, they asked Jesus, what must we do? in order to, to receive this bread of life that you're talking about, to receive the, the baker and the brewer into my life. And Jesus said this, the work of God is this, to believe in the one who he has sent, and I am he. Put your faith in Jehovah Jireh, and he becomes your provider. It doesn't guarantee that there won't be storms. He doesn't guarantee that there won't be waves, but he says, I'll be the anchor for your soul. That you'll never drift but so far. Let's just bow our heads together as a church and let's just say this as a body. Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the bread of life. That you are my provider. And you are going to provide in this season in a new way. And I want a relationship with this God man. I believe that you died on the cross and rose again on the third day. That your blood gives me forgiveness. And who the sun sets free is free indeed. And that's me. Everyone with, with our eyes still closed, if, if you're in here and you prayed that prayer with this entire church, it's something we do every single week. But if you're in here and you don't have the bread of life, you don't have that relationship with Jesus and you felt like this was a word from heaven, this was manna into your soul, that you want to have a right relationship with your creator, you need that forgiveness.
If that's you on the count of three, I just want you to shoot your hand up. One, two, three. I need Jesus this morning. Praise you, Father. Leave those hands up right now. God sees them. God sees them right now. Thank you, Jesus. Let's give a warm hand of applause for everyone that just gave their life to the Lord this morning. Amen. Amen. What an awesome service. You coming back next week? When we find out when Jesus said, I am the light of the world and how we could be that light in a dark world. It's going to be awesome. God bless you all. If you prayed that prayer, uh, we have our, our elders. That sermon and really blessed and encouraged you. And if it did and you want to support our ministry so we can help these sermons get out to more people, please go to the giving link in the description button below this video. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can get instant updates when we upload new sermons and testimonies. God bless.